Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. I am so tired of being rubber banded by this weather. <laughs> Why? It was over 60 degrees less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's snowing again. Was it sticking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's sticking. Yeah, I don't. I haven't had snow in. The last real snow we had was about a year ago. About, I think it was about January. February last year, there was a huge snowstorm, about like like half a foot of snow, maybe a bit more, and that lasted for about a about two weeks, and that's yeah. But this year, no, it's uh, been very uh, very agreeable weather. I'll put it like that. I'm very jealous. <laughs> maybe you can share some one day. No, like it's slowly it's slowly starting to turn into spring. I notice it when I get up for work at six and I actually see the sun. <laughs> so I notice that, you know, we're no longer in, in winter anymore, but it's not really like a winter here. I like to classify the winters here as being like an extended fall. It doesn't actually feel like winter. It just feels like fall just, you know, never stopped. That must be bizarre. It is. I hate it. It's really wet. Cause that's what our uh, that's what our winters or our springs here feel like a lot of time. Just winter part two. Really? Huh. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't really start feeling like spring until May. I I love I love spring, and I love fall. I I don't really like summer because it's too hot. Well, not here though. And I really don't like winter because it's really wet. Um, I'm not super into the like the wetness or the cold, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> No, other than that, the the weather here has been pretty, pretty mild. I can't really complain. I can I can never really complain, actually. Well, you know where it's pretty much always more hot on average. Uh, Jamaica. True, but I was specifically thinking the American South. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's so. If if we get into like the language part just a little bit like you often hear what's referred to as like a southern draw so that people speak like very slowly in the south when they speak english and i read somewhere online that some people just uh, basically said the reason for that is that it's so hot in the south that you have to take your time speaking and that's why when people generally speak when they're from the south they don't speak too fast because it's so hot and you know speaking fast uses up a lot of energy i don't know if that's the real reason but it sounds very plausible i i will say uh as someone that has to talk to truck drivers all day every day for my job i have picked up the phone a few times and heard someone with a uh extreme southern accent on the other line a few times and they just go fast and i'm just like yeah i i agree and i have no idea what they're saying i can't understand them at all Really? Is that hard? I mean, I guess it really depends Look, on where they're from. Usually it's fine, but there's a few people out there where it's like, 
I don't know. It's like Southern accent squared. Yeah, I mean, like Southern accent is very, I guess, very a very broad term. So if you want to divide the U.S., you can divide it up into the North and South. I think historic. Well, I guess you have the East Coast and the West Coast, but for this episode, that's kind of irrelevant. Um, but generally, you have you know the Union, which is the North, and you have the Confederacy, which we're going to talk about, which is mm-hmm. the South. No one ever talks about the Union anymore. They they always mm-hmm. just talk about the Confederacy, or they talk about Yankees. So we're all Yankees. Yeah. Are those just people from New York? I'm pretty sure everyone from the North is a Yank, though. It it depends who you talk to. I think. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's true. I've never been called a Yank by anyone. Um, maybe like a city boy, but <laughs> that, that's about it. But I don't think I've ever been called like a Yank. Um, well, and you always hear like in uh, in certain media, you'll hear people from England or something call call us Yanks. But I don't think I've ever heard that from a real person. I've yeah, I mean, no, I don't know if I've ever actually heard someone say that. Except like you hear that a lot in cartoons, though. You know, like the the song like Yankee Doodle. You had that in school, right? That whole yeah. song. Yeah. So like Yankee Doodle went to town, and it's like some, what is it like a song or like a, a limerick or something from like the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. No, it was a Revolutionary War. Uh, it was a song from the Revolutionary War. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, your guess is your guess is as good as mine. I don't I don't remember the exact origins. But, I mean, that's a very famous song, I guess you can call it. But I don't know if I've ever seriously been, like, called a yank um, as, like, an insult. Like, not even as a joke. Um, <clears throat> but I do, I, I mean, I do have some love for the South. Um, I think it's very interesting, culturally speaking. What really bothers me is uh, you have... I guess for those who don't know, you know, there was a civil war a long, long, long time ago in the 1860s between the North and the South. So the North, so the Union being the North and the South being the Confederacy. And you had like some states that were on the border that weren't really, I guess they were kind of like neutral. And Missouri was one of them. So Missouri was a border state. And for whatever reason, a lot of people in Europe kind of know the distinction between the North and South, but not like historically or politically, but they like they talk in terms of like geography, like where something is geographically located. And so they'll often say to me like, oh, you're from the South, right? It's like, no, I'm not from the South, like, like not even kind of, um, though I've been to Arkansas, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> sorry Arkan- any Arkansans yeah, listening yeah uh, you know I, I went to Arkansas plenty of times I have, I have some family there um, my German te- I'll never forget my German teacher described Arkansas as being like uh, what was it like, the, like a backwater state which I thought was very surprising coming from a foreigner um, but no Probably doesn't have the same rep Alabama does, at least, though. Oh, that's true. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama was a good song, though. I yeah. mean, I really, enjoy- I really enjoyed that. That's something that that's something good that came out of the South, which is, like, country music. Um, 
which I guess is kind of controversial. I love country music, but only the country music I grew up with, you know, like Garth Brooks, Shania Twain, um, like those kind of figures. But I don't like listen to like actual country music. I probably haven't listened to country music in like 20 years, <laughs> like 15 years. So that's probably a good choice. Yeah, I mean, it's too for me, it's too poppy. I think the last country person I really actually listened to was Taylor Swift when she was when she was country. And then she stopped, I think, after like two albums. And I think that was the last country music, quote unquote, that I ever actually listened to. And she stopped being country like 10 years ago. So um, it has it yeah. has been a surprising amount of time. I remember everyone in high school loving her. Oh yeah. Everyone, yeah, everyone loved T Swift. Yeah, teardrops on my guitar. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone loved her. Uh I mean, I still kind of like her music. I don't really listen to her that much, but I mean she's a good pop star. Yeah. So something I didn't really think about in terms mm-hmm. of the Confederacy. I mean, I always knew this, but I didn't really sit down and think about it till probably a year or two ago. The Confederacy as an entity existed from 1861 to 1865 mm-hmm. four years not very long uh over 150 years ago and there are still people who wave that flag around and like base a large part of their identity on it yeah i i, I always wonder why um i mean the confederacy gets like a lot of love I feel from Southerners and it gets a lot of hate from Northerners, even though it hasn't been around in God knows, you know, how long. Well, I mean, we know how long, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I, I, I'll never forget. I went to, I went to an Ikea. I went to the Ikea here about, Oh, well, I want to say like six years ago. And I saw some guy, who had like the Confederate flag uh, painted onto his car, like from what's the show called? Like Dukes uh, the, of Hazard. Duke, the Dukes of Hazard, yes. Yeah, that's that's basically what kind of car he had. He had it imported, and he had that like he had that on his car, and then I saw another guy who had like it on his T-shirt, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" <laughs> like you even have that here, but I highly doubt they know what it means. But like, oh, that just looks nice, so I'll I'll use it. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and that car in the show is called the General Lee. And oh. it was a 1968 Dodge Charger, I believe. I haven't watched Dukes of Hat. Was that from like the 70s, though? Yes. I mean, it was a very popular show. Uh, so it introduced the, the term Daisy Dukes. Did you know that? Yep. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean for those who don't know like daisy dukes are like really like short shorts that go up like right into your your private area i mean that, that's that's the the best way to describe them mm-hmm. um but yeah that's crazy no uh, I'll, I'll have to watch that but probably not <laughs> it is uh hilarious how much cultural influence that show's actually had <laughs> yeah that's true that's that. That's definitely true. I don't know where it's based, though. I don't know where the story is based. Uh, I can't. It's somewhere in the south. I remember that, but it was a. Uh... Oh, I can't even remember where. There's like a name of the county. 
but and and I think it's also indicative of the um and and I've been having a hard time wording this myself. I know what I'm trying to get across, but the words are tricky. The uh taking southern iconography like that mm-hmm. and making it into something fun. Oh yeah. Which yeah, you know I... usually you wouldn't think so, uh, knowing the history and the amount of people that died and all that fun stuff. But uh, I, th- yeah, that's true. It's definitely true. Yeah, for a mm-hmm. while, everyone was just like, "Oh, it's over." Like, let's just mm-hmm. we have this we have this southern lore we can play with and have fun with. So they did. I think that's a very good way of putting it. I think, I think for a lot of people. If you ask them what the South, what, what the Confederacy was about or the Civil War, I think most people will give something nebulous or vague and say it's about like being a rebel. You know, it's it's about like uh, not letting the government impose their will on you. Uh, I ha- I went to high school with one guy and he put it like in a very direct way and he called Lincoln a fascist. <laughs> because oh, Lincoln- oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he called Lincoln a fascist because... He said Lincoln had no right to impose uh, the government's will onto the states like that. So the, the Confederacy was justified in seceding. And I was like, that's that's pretty extreme, you know, call, calling a president fascist. But I think that's what a lot of people feel like. It's about, you know, being a rebel. You know, it's about like, uh, you know, going against the system and doing your own thing. Right. I mean, the, the Union in the North, they were coming in to like take people's rights and enforce their will the rights being taken and the will being enforced was putting a stop to slavery. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, that's. I, I don't understand the disconnect some people are having here. Like, yes, they were like, you can't do that anymore. It's morally reprehensible. We're making it illegal. Yeah. The U I think the, the U S had for the longest time, this whole um, free state slave state. So most people know that there was slavery in the U.S. So we had uh, slaves brought in from many African countries. And for the longest time, you were allowed to buy and sell slaves. And I think there was a law after, I think like after the 1800s, that you weren't allowed to import slaves. You were only allowed to like, like, quote unquote, breed them. Like, I know that sounds really bad to put it like that, but like, you could buy slaves and then have children and those children would also be slaves. So that would be, you know, ways to have slaves. And I think it was Lincoln who said a house divided cannot stand. And eventually it got to like this kind of like, like standoff where half the States in the U S were slaves and half of them weren't. And I think it was just a tipping point with the South where they, they wanted to have more slaves. That's also like a, a point of contention where people are like, no, it wasn't about slavery. It was about them, you know, wanting their freedom. So like this, the, the, the people from the South are freedom fighters. <laughs> like I've heard that too. You know, I'm sure there were some tiny, tiny little minutia details that were also mm-hmm. points of contention, but mm-hmm. it's just eclipsed by the main point and doesn't matter. Yeah, I... Yeah, that's true. What I think is really interesting is if you look at it in extreme terms, they were traitors. 
like the Confederacy, they were traitors to the Union. And for whatever reason, we, I mean, now we're working on getting rid of that. But like for the like the longest time, their names were on schools, they were on streets, they were on like warships from the American government, they were on like airplanes, you know, uh, like you had like the the Robert E like the USS Robert E Lee, you know, warship, or like Robert E Lee High School, which is crazy, you know, mm-hmm. because like why, <laughs> like why would you have them on schools? Like they were traitors. Um, well, it's not, they weren't necessarily um, from the war. A lot of those statues started popping up around, you know, times when civil rights movements were really getting started up. A lot of just like, hey, mm. remember your place kind of reminders. And even as far north as our state capital here in Montana, Helena, I don't know if it's still standing, but last I heard, uh, we have a Confederate statue there too. Oh wow! Helena is the capital. I thought it was Billings. Billings is not the capital. It is Helena. Uh, it, uh, Helena is pretty centrally located, so it makes sense. Billings is uh, in the southeast. Ha! Huh, that's a nice name. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's def- that's definitely true. That's also important. The statues is you like so they're really they're really contested now. So they're starting to like get rid of them. And a lot of people are against that. So there's a lot of backlash with removing the statues. And I'm sure you've heard this too. A lot of it is, oh, don't get rid of the statues. That's part of our history, which I think is asinine. <laughs> yeah. Like you One, don't, you you don't can, have you that here. You put it in a museum. And two, trying to say this politely, because uh, we're, we're a family-friendly show. <laughs> uh your history is worthless we hate your history we want your history to go away yeah we want it to be remembered but we don't want it doesn't deserve a monument yeah i don't know if i want it to go away i um i don't right, because we need to know history history is that's critically that's important. true i don't think it, we should erase history but i definitely i, I think there's a difference between remembering history and honoring it and i don't know if we need to honor it like it was like the good old days you know that's like we exactly should def- right like we should do that again like no no we shouldn't do it again <laughs> like once was too many so i i i definitely you know feel your sentiment on, on that but it's it's so weird that people like see it like completely opposite you know like the confederacy will rise again you know that's something you hear a lot the South will rise again. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a lot better than my Southern <laughs> accident. But oh god. Well, you still kind of hear these sent- sentiments uh, in a serious way. You hear like, you know, I think it was Texas. You heard this like a year ago. Like, oh, Texas is threatening to to secede from the Union. You really think that's a possibility, though? But no, any- but it's like, it's not just like random dudes at a bar talking about it's like people in power saying and they probably don't mean it but it's a it's a big difference when someone with some authority says things like that that's true like it to to quote like the great philosopher justin bieber never say never so it's possible um that i guess a state could secede i mean if they really wanted to 
um, I don't know how you would like even make that a reality, but you know, never say never. But I find it to be highly unlikely. I mean, think of like that would be like a logistic nightmare because these countries would have to renegotiate everything from their currency, their school systems, the military, diplomatic relations to other countries. Um, like it's, I just don't know how you do it. Well, know. at least Texas has its own power grid, so they're fine there. Yeah, we saw how, how well that worked out, you know, yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's true. Um, I don't know. I know. I know they have like Cal Exit, you know, like Cal the California Exit because the Cal- California wants to secede because you know they're. I think if you were to rank them as being an independent country they would have one of the highest gdps i think like in the top 10 or top 20 um especially because of all those oranges uh or whatever they export i can't remember um uh, yeah i think that yep they have orange groves there i'm pretty sure yeah yeah so I, i highly doubt that you know i think it's i think it's romanticized this whole like you know you know screw them we're the best and I think that that goes to the heart of being American, which is it, once I get good enough, I want to be on my own <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I really feel that if if the states, if every state had its own way, I feel like a lot of the states in the U.S. would want to be independent countries. I, I really feel that, at least theoretically. I don't know if that if they practically want that, but I think I think a lot of people feel like they want that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel, I would hope most people, if they sat down and thought about it for just a minute, they'd realize how awful that would be. Like, yeah, for that's example, a idea. Uh, we both grew up in landlocked states. So, like, oh, that's getting true. certain kind yeah. of seafoods would be a pain, and international shipping would be awful. Like, it, it'd just be awful. Terrible nightmare. Don't you have rivers in Montana? Right. We, we don't move things on rivers anymore. <laughs> I mean, we got we have like the Mississippi and the Missouri River, so I mean, we get seafood from there. Oh, I guess it's not seafood; it's river food. But oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, like ocean seafood. No, that's true. I think the idea is much more appealing than the actual reality, which is why a lot of these movies never actually get any traction. You know, I what was it? I can't remember the article. I think it was. It wasn't Montana. Was it Oklahoma or Idaho? They want, I think there was one state that wanted to expand into another state because of, the, of like democratic or political differences. Oh, I think you're talking about California. Was there, it have California? Been, there have been talks about splitting California into two or three different states because one, it's huge. And yeah. two, the different regions vary extremely politically. Isn't it a blue state, though? It is a blue state, but Northern California is pretty red. Oh, I didn't know that. And Um, by the way, when I say Northern California, I mean like the North, like the Northern Third. San Francisco is not NorCal. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, no, no. Now I found it. I I had to cheat real quick. Um, so I was it's it's this actually Idaho. So like right. Idaho and Oregon Idaho and Oregon, um, there's this movement called uh Greater Idaho. And 
there are some parts of uh, Idaho that voted, I think, like Republican or like highly Democratic. And they're thinking of merging certain counties so that Idaho would, be, would become bigger, but Oregon would become smaller. And it's been like in the works for like, I think like a couple of years now, at least like not like actually them going through with it, but, you know, them talking about it, you know, talking about like increasing the size of Idaho so that it was more politically homogenous, if you will. But I highly doubt that's ever going to happen. But you you see these ideas being floated everywhere, you know, of like, oh, let's make this state bigger. Let's make the state smaller. Let's chop this state up. And, you know, I feel like if, if Americans had their way, we'd have like new states like every year. You know, we, we would draw states the way we draw counties oh, <laughs> or like or like voting districts, because like everyone wants to change, you know, their 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 state structure. And I would be for adding Puerto Rico as a state, uh, which I think it should be. Right. They're, but they're that, there's a difference between just adding like a territory as a state. And like you know, moving some borders around, yeah, and that's... making new states out of existing states, or yeah, but I I doubt it'll be a possibility. Not I mean not in our lifetime. Um, I think the last state that was added was Alaska, I believe, and that was in no, that was Hawaii. Hawaii was the last state. Yeah, I think I think Hawaii was. It was one of those two, and I think it was like nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically. So that was like the the most recent state. But that's I think what the Confederacy boils down to is people wanting to do their own thing without any government oversight or people wanting to rule themselves, which I always think is kind of interesting because people ache and moan about being controlled by the government. So what they do is, is they want to break off and create their own government. <laughs> which you know you're back at square one so eventually you'll hate that government and then a new government will form and so on and forever basically mm-hmm. like it's it's like a never-ending spiral of creating governments and stopping so that that's the way i see it basically <laughs> yeah it's a uh inevitability of needing organization unless you're living with like three people in the woods eventually you're going to need some sort of uh, structure to guide your lives and governments will pop up. Otherwise you have anarchy. And I, I don't know anything about anarchy in the political sense. I only know about the word anarchy in like the colloquial sense, like where you have like basically chaos. And at my university, uh, there, there's a, there's a club for anarchists and I always thought it was kind of funny because I would every now and then I would see posters or flyers and it would say like the anarchists of like of the university are meeting at the train station on Friday at 6 p.m. in front of I don't know this bar please be on time and I always thought it was kind of funny like you're trying to organize anarchists who are by definition against like kind of like these kind of structures I know that's a very a very like um uh maybe like a straw man like basically of, of putting anarchists but i always thought it was kind of interesting um i guess maybe like maybe we can talk some like of the positives about the south maybe not about the confederacy i don't know if there's anything positive about the confederacy right well um, so the south is 
one, there's always the, the term Southern hospitality. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, uh, I haven't been around the South much, but the, the, the old trope is if you're visiting someone in the South, you're going to get a, probably a, a nice home cooked meal. There will be some mm-hmm. sweet tea, maybe some collard greens. Uh, oh, that's true. You know, yeah, Southern food is good. Good old time. Yeah, southern food is good, but it it'll kill you. Yeah, like yeah. soul food. And I and some people may hate me for this, but I've had collard greens made by someone in my family who is from Georgia. Boy, I do not like collard greens. What are collard? I don't even know what collard greens are. I can't remember the name of the plant used, but it's basically just a leafy green like cooked in bacon fat. Oh, uh, I found and, a picture. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I I do not enjoy this. That looks like spinach. It might be. I don't know. Like, it's not uh, it's, the it's, worst, it's, but. You know what I me. think is really, you know what I think is really terrible? What's that? Is, is okra. Okra. Um, I had that once. I don't know if that's Southern food, though. It, it is. But, I think I've only had okra once or twice. I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, my God. It was so terrible. I had it once as a kid. And I'll never forget how disgusting I found it to be. And it's like traumatized me ever since. <laughs> but I really did not like at all, at all. I really hated it. Um, stuffings. I think stuffing is pretty good, though. Is that Southern? No, st- stuffing is a uh, it's a pretty universal thing. You really think so? Yeah, probably. probably. But whenever I think of the South, I always think of food, though. That's the first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the, like pan fried chicken? Yeah, 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 like that. And uh, let's see what else they got. Uh, grits, right? Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, I love grits. Yeah, I, like, I'm like trying great... to. Re- I'm trying to remember because uh, you know, you know, Alton Brown. No, I don't think so. Uh, he's a a Food Channel legend. He does. Uh, he did Good Eats. If you ever watched Good Eats growing up. Hmm. No, I don't think I watched that as a kid. Well, highly recommend to everyone. It's been off and on the air for a while. He's still on TV. He's a he's a legend. He's he understands cooking theory very well. He's very well spoken. He'll explain sciences behind things. It's like top tier TV. If you can find some real good eats episodes, it's much better than any other cooking show. And I remember there was an episode where they were covering like Southern food. And, you know, mm-hmm. he would do these little skits sometimes because he his background was actually in filmmaking. And then he would see like cooking shows like, oh, I can do that better. So I'll just learn how to cook and use my filmmaking skills, to make a good cooking show. Uh, he in the skit, he like sat down in like some southern some southern woman's kitchen. And I and I think they were discussing grits and she was being condescending like, oh, you don't really know anything about this. You're northern. Like, oh. I, I I had to ditch the accent for TV, but I promise you, I'm from Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Is you, if you, if you want to be, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what the news is like in the South. Though I don't know if they actually talk like that on the news, though. If they speak in like a Southern accent. You know, uh, I believe there's a term for uh, an American accent that's universal and sounds equally normal to all ears. I wish I wish we could think of what that is. I mean general american <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't actually being i was actually certain that that was a real question you're being sarcastic <laughs> but 
Yeah, that's true. I don't. I just don't. I, I'm pretty sure they talk like that everywhere in the U.S. when they're on the news. Um, but <laughs> no, you really got me there. <laughs> yeah, like newscasters speak. I remember one time when I actually it was the first time I went to Europe, and I, I was going to Germany in 2010, and I had a I'd never been out of the state in like over. I mean, Grant, I went to Arkansas every summer, but that doesn't really count because it's on the border. But I'd never been like super far from like Missouri or Missouri, as some people like to say, um, or Missouri. Yeah. Well, they uh, say anyway. in in Missouri, the farther east you go, the more likely you're here to you're to hear Missouri. Yeah, I've never said Missouri my entire life. I say Missouri, <laughs> but yeah. So I flew to Texas for like the very first time. And I was complete. I was at the airport, and I was like, I had to do a layover and transfer to uh, Frankfurt. And I asked some security guard like how to get to a certain gate, and like lo and behold, like he had cowboy boots on, he had a hat on, and he talked, and he had like a like like the most stereotypical Texas Texan accent you can think of, and it, and it was it was super funny, and I had to try real hard not to laugh. Because I swear, I thought it was like someone from like a, like a cartoon. Like I was like, they really talk like this. But I, I was like, you know, in the heart of like, uh, I think it was Dallas. So I guess maybe some people in Dallas talk like that. But it was super funny. Uh, and then I worked with another guy who was, all, who was from Houston. And he had like this, you know, the, this Texan accent, which I think with it, which a lot of like our, our female coworkers thought was like very sexy. Um, I, like for me, it was like very interesting. But yeah, I, I, I have to accents. wonder if maybe that one guy was kind of hamming it up a little bit just to mess. Maybe with it might have been, but like you definitely noticed that he was from Texas, uh, from Texas. Like you, I think you notice people when they're from the South. Like you definitely hear it. Whereas I don't really hear a difference between the way I speak and the way you speak. Um, like I would say you're from the North, but I would never say you're from the South. But I feel like generally speaking you can tell someone's from like certain regions in the u.s like from the north or from the south i mean grant you have like new england and east coast and west coast kind of style but for the most part i feel like most people uh chop it up into northern english and southern english that's at least that's at least like that's my perspective i don't know how you feel about that well there's there's like you said there is some regionality but like i i can't really tell a difference between someone based in los angeles or montana like just by the way they talk usually or maybe like they're from idaho what, what's her name sarah palin she's Didn't from alaska she... yeah but oh you know she... you know what that accent is no what is I, it I, and I don't know where she's born but as someone who lives near the origin of that accent i know what that is yeah um that's a that is like northern north dakota or Minnesota. Oh yeah. Like there, there are pockets in that direction of people that talk like that. And w- when I was going through orientation at my my current job, like a little over a year ago, uh, the person running the training had an accent like that, and it was driving me up the wall because whenever she tried to, you know, add ed to something like past tense. It uh-huh. came out as IT. So if she was like, oh, if this truck gets loaded, she would say like, load it. And it was, it's like the most petty thing, but it was driving me crazy. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely not from the South, but 
I wholeheartedly I, I agree with your with your commentary. Um, like, I guess, like, an interesting side note is a lot of people accused her of putting on, like, airs. So her putting on a fake accent, like, that's not actually the way she, that's not her native accent. And she just did that to, like, win people over. But to me, it sounded like, and I know this is very patronizing or patronizing, but it sounded like like a caricature, you know, uh, of, like, someone from that region. But, or, like, the Appalachian Appalachian, is that the way you say it? English? Like, the way the, the Appalachian Mountains uh yeah. which is i think that's in the south though if i'm not mistaken uh i think the appalachians stretch a good amount but i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not the best at geography i'll, I'll, I'll admit it <laughs> but no so i mean I, I i think it's a shame that that the confederacy has been given more worth than it deserves um so i guess like a fun fact I, I read somewhere on Facebook, which is a very reliable source, that some people on Lincoln's birthday, or like, oh no, wait, no, it's not on Lincoln's birthday. Um, some people will go to John Wilkes Booth, hit, so to his grave on his birthday, and they'll put pennies on his grave with Lincoln facing up, saying like Lincoln gets like the last laugh because Lincoln is on the penny. Uh, but I don't know if that's true though. But it's it's uh it's it's definitely interesting. That would definitely be cool though. Yeah, definitely. I don't like I said, it's on Facebook, so I don't know how reliable it is. But yeah, the the Confederacy does get does get a, like a lot of love, unfortunately. And I think it, it still has some kind of like a certain charm to it, you know, like the Southern Bell. Yep. You know, like there's you know. a lot of you can trace a lot of the perceived positives of the south to some pretty mm-hmm. bad things like well, has it go on well like like for example you can trace like southern hospitality and how you know welcoming people are to guests to like oh well that probably came from because uh when people visited like relatively wealthier people they had slaves tend to uh, like cook dinner and then while they were making dinner your hosts would like you know visit with you a a lot of those if you if you dig hard enough you can trace a lot of those things back to unpleasantness like that huh yeah but I, i that's true i think that's general that's true of a lot of things though you know if you if you dig if you dig deep enough you'll find like a bad roots everywhere you know that's that's the whole thing with thanksgiving you know it has terrible origins but i i think i i guess you got to take the good where you find it and just leave the bad aside you know honor the past and move on kind of thing i mean that's the that, that's the way i see it absolutely it's just it's just one of those things like you have to you can't get too i don't even know what i'm trying to say you you can enjoy things but you should what'd you say political oh no i mean you can enjoy things but it's just it's important to remember sometimes why things are the way they are um everything has a history and and again that doesn't mean you can't enjoy things or you know sensitivity is nice i guess what i'm yeah that's definitely true 
So we're slowly nearing the end. I don't know if if you have any any points you wanted to touch on before we, we kind of dip out. You know, I think I'm good. Um, I would consider you our resident Southern expert, what with your proximity to the South. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, no, I think that's pretty much it. I think it's a, a very, very brief overview of uh, the, the way you can divide up the US. Uh, but it's so complicated. It's nothing that you can really hash out in 40 minutes, but we'll definitely revisit the topic later. Absolutely. Anywho, so that's it from my side. If you don't got anything else, then nope. we'll be going. We're going to go. <laughs> Everyone have a good couple weeks. Yeah, have a good couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.